Next station is Finch. Finch Station. This is the terminal station. Prochain station, Lionel This is a Victoria Line train to Brixton. Hello and welcome to the next stop. I'm Helen Lee. And I'm Vincent Puhafa. How are you doing, Rocket Riders? Vincent and I are reunited and it feels so good because we are back to podcasting in person. COVID be damned. Feels like a long time since I've seen you, Helen. It's been a few months. Yeah. And, you know, all of you know how much we love the Fort York Library, and I, I'm still missing it. But for now, we are in Helen's kitchen. We are in my kitchen. We're you know, adapting to COVID like so many of us, and it's been, it's been good so far. And I gotta say, she has a very cozy kitchen. Thank you. Now, this episode is called What is Chester Station? And it was inspired by a conversation I had with a friend and listener of the podcast. They know who they are. Who asked me, does Chester Station even exist? I never see anyone get on or off. And so my reply was, of course it exists. I use it. And then I thought, okay, who else uses it? I wanted to prove this friend wrong. And I also wanted to break up our serious, interesting episodes we've had so far with some short, fun episodes, just to have some variety. It's fulfilling one of our vision statements to make transit fun and interesting. And this also kicks off the little mini-series that I'm calling Station Shorts. Again, we're trying to answer the question, what is Chester Station? Later in the episode, we're going to hear a story from a local resident whose home station is Chester. I also posed a request on our social media. Describe Chester Station in one line. Huge shout out and thanks to the Rocket Riding Memes for Transit-Oriented Teens Facebook group for coming through and posting a variety of responses, which were funny, which were insightful, and they really helped in shaping this episode. Some of these are pretty, pretty darn funny. Yeah, I thought so. We picked out uh, what we thought were some of the best and most insightful, the funniest. And so here's one. As a kid growing up in Scarborough, it meant we are still not at Castle Frank, so I don't have to start watching for Bloor Young yet. Here's another one. When you're late for work and packed like a sardine, it's the station that makes you wish we had express trains so we didn't have to stop for five people. So I gotta say, most of these comments were fairly positive about the station. So one of my favorites just calls it the gateway to Greek town. Which is fun. It's got a little bit of alliteration. I wonder yeah. why the BIA hasn't slapped that on the, the station itself. Uh, another one, another one of my favorites, just because it sums up really what the station is to a lot of people, is that it's never busy and it's right by good food and dessert and coffee. What an underrated bad bitch. And that is a pithy line. It is. And I found a lot of these were funny, but I really feel in my core the the part about Scarborough and traveling all along Line Two downtown. Because sometimes, well, first I gotta say, I did use Chester Station uh, when living in Scarborough and growing up in the Gill. But a lot of times it is kind of just, I guess, in the way and feels like that there really aren't that many people using it compared to others uh, that you pass through. And we've all been on those packed subway trains and we just wanted to move faster. And I gotta say, yeah, Chester felt like it was in the way uh, when, I was, when I was late for work all the way from Kennedy. My take similar but i also have the experience of being a local resident who lives about a 10 minute walk away from chester station not my home station but it's right next door 
And I think of the neighborhood itself around it. Again, it's in the heart of Greektown. Lots of interesting businesses. There's Book City, great independent bookstore and my favorite bookstore. There's a great neighborhood post office called Postables, which is stands out because it's not located in the Shoppers Drug Mart. There are also the great restaurants of Greek Town. I think of the established Greek restaurants, like such as Pantheon and the takeout places that offer Eros and Souvlaki, like Messini, Asteria, Alexandros. I also think of the newer kids on the restaurant block. You can find Tibetan food at Momo Hut, Iranian food at Irby, and Egyptian food at Papyrus. Now I'm hungry. Thank you. You're welcome. We also posed the request on Twitter. And so somebody commented what uh, I think sums up Chester Station really well. A modest little station in Greek town with roughly twice as many daylight transit users as Downsview Park Station and Highway 407 Station combined. Vincent, why don't you give us an overview of Chester Station? If I hadn't been Helen's podcast partner, I might have actually been one of the people she spoke to for this episode. I actually used Chester Station fairly often. Growing up in Scarborough, the Danforth was more accessible of an inner city area for me. And since the station is right smack in the middle of Greektown, it just made sense to get off the subway there. Okay, so why do we have Chester Station? So it's hard to say what was on planners' minds when the Bloor-Danforth subway was laid out, if that was one of their reasons. Uh, In my searches of the City of Toronto Archives database, I couldn't find any planning documents with the rationale for the station being built specifically. Some have suggested that it could be as simple a reason as a need to have an even soft spacing on the initial segment of the Bloor-Danforth line. You might notice, if you do ride the subway, that the stations are quite close together. Uh, on line two, as opposed to line one. That could have been a reason. And if any listeners know more about this, please reach out to us on social media because we do genuinely want to know. So what makes Chester special? Built in 1966, the station is named after the small residential street it intersects, which itself is named after the village of Chester, which was annexed by the city of Toronto in 1909. This historical reference, I think, makes Chester stand out from the crowd and that the cross street it's named after is hardly a major arterial, as is the norm for TTC station names. Once Line 5 opens in 2022, or whenever it opens, this won't be so unique. Several stations on that new LRT line are also named for nearby landmarks or neighborhoods, as opposed to major cross streets. This, of course, was to avoid duplication uh, between the new station at Leslie at Eglinton, and existing Leslie Station on Line 4, among others. Chester is also unique among subway stations in that it has not one bus connection. In fact, it's one of only two stations not to have any surface routes at all. This could be a partial reason for the low ridership since the TTC is well known for integration between the subway and bus systems that make the suburban stations like Kennedy or Kipling pretty busy, even when there is little within walking distance. It would be really interesting to me, because I'm that much of a nerd, to see when people use the station. With Danforth being a busy restaurant and bar strip, lots of nighttime destinations are there in walking distance. I wonder if more people use it maybe on a Friday night uh, than on a Wednesday during rush hour, let's say. So how do we understand Chester Station in the larger TTC context? It 
has some unique features that I mentioned that set it apart from others in the system, but it might not seem really that important in the grand scheme of things. So with our own personal experience using this station and after talking to those who use it, we want to put a different spin on Chester Station for you guys. It might actually be a success story. Now bear with me, listeners. Consider that it's the only station without a surface connection. This means there's only walk or bike up traffic. Even with that, it still manages to attract 5,800 riders on an average weekday, which compares pretty favorably to stations like Old Mill or Castle Frank, which do have surface connections. Now, this probably has something to do with Chester being located on the walkable Main Street area. And since everything makes more sense in context, I would say Chester is almost a success story. Interesting tidbit of information, the TTC in fact considered similar stations, uh, small ones like Chester, in between Eglinton, Lawrence, York Mills, etc. when the Line 1 was built in the 1970s. They ultimately decided against it and instead operate a parallel bus route on Young, which exists to this day to handle local traffic. Thanks, Vincent, for a great overview of Chester Station. Next is a transit story from Vivian Young. She's a local resident who works in transportation and planning, and I asked her to share her thoughts on her home station. Hi, um, my name is Vivian Leong, and I am a local resident of this neighborhood, which is Riverdale, Greektown, however you like to call it. And Chester subway station is my local station. I quite love it. It's a, a small station. It's part of a, a reason why I purchased a house in the neighborhood. Uh, so when you think about where you want to live in Toronto, you want it to be accessible by transit and a subway be more reliable. I lived here before I bought a house and coming here, I had visited a friend who'd been living uh, temporarily on Browning and loved the area. So then when I decided to actually rent my next place, I actually looked in this area. And Chester was definitely a draw. I actually wanted to be further away from Broadview, which is the station to the west. And there's Pape Station to the east, and this is like right in the middle. So it was definitely a drawing point. There are no streetcar lines or buses that connect to it. So it really does feel like it is for people who live in the neighborhood or who are here to work. It's, it's very easy to use. If you're meeting someone, it's like you're either meeting up on street level or else you're meeting on the platform. I'm sure we've all had that experience where you're trying to meet someone and then you've, you're waiting at the wrong exit. Um, I've done that where you've been waiting an hour at the wrong exit for someone. And so you really can't do that at uh, Chester Station. The entrance faces the gates, and then you either go right for westbound or left for eastbound. That's, and then you descend a flight, a short flight of stairs, and then you're on the platform in either direction. It's really simple. There is very little here, <laughs> so it's kind of nice and not distracting. There is a built-in, I guess it's called a kiosk. And when it was open, it was a, a news agent is what I think of because I spent some time in the UK. It was a gateway newsstand. It's been closed for a number of years. That's all boarded up, um, available for leasing. Like, but at one time, there was an artist installation in there. So they apparently had it for a year where you could still buy things like gum and, and candy and things that you would normally find at a news agent kiosk. But there were also artists 
work. They, they even did a um, celebration of the Bloor Line's 50th anniversary. I studied a master's in urban regional planning with a focus on equity and sustainable transportation land use planning. And what I focus on a lot is uh, walking and cycling and accessibility issues as well, and inclusion. So a lot of my thoughts about Chester um, are about how to get here and how to navigate. Many people will come here by crossing the Danforth and there is a pedestrian activated traffic light there, which is on a very long uh, cycle. So I find that is a r real challenge to people. Uh, they push the button and then they wait. And if you happen to be at the wrong time of the cycle, you can wait a very long time. I've seen people give up and just start crossing. So there's that challenge. Um, same thing, that, that push button that you press, it doesn't light up typically when you press the button. And it's also not um, on a more accessible light. So it, you have to be very have fine motor skills to hit the light. Once you cross Danforth, heading north to the station, there's also a sidewalk to the left of which there is off-street commercial boulevard parking. So that's three spots against these businesses. And in order to accommodate the cars traveling over the sidewalk, the sidewalk has a curb ramp practically in the entire length of the sidewalk. I wish they would get rid of the commercial parking. They could really use that space for something like a cafe or something else, or the bike share station could go there. They could make it into a lovely parkette like that they're doing in the annex area. But obviously, they are also doing that second exit, which is going to be on the parking lot on the other side of Chester Avenue. There's a currently construction work happening. It's in the Toronto Parking Authority surface lot across the street. That's been going on for a number of years and it is due for completion in 2021, I understand. And on that other side, it's the northeast end of the parking lot, they will be doing, I guess, um, that, that'll be the second exit. It'll be an escalator and some bike parking outside. I just think of it as like a charming neighborhood station. Thanks to Vivian Leong for sharing her story of Chester Station. As Helen mentioned in the intro, this is the first in a miniseries called Station Shorts, where we aim to do profiles of all the stations on the TTC. Hopefully we'll get to touch on all 75, fingers crossed. As transit nerds, we're really excited to share fun facts, as well as talk to people who use the station. Our next full episode, Shut It All Down, is currently in production, and we hope to have it finished for you rocket riders in a few weeks. As always, remember to subscribe to The Next Stop through your favorite podcast service, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Next Stop Pod, or on Instagram. If you really like us, we've got a Patreon page where you can join Raphael Dumas as a supporter of The Next Stop. I'm Vincent Puhaka. And I'm Helen Lee. Thanks for listening. Until next time.